You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. I'm your host, Giri, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Ajit. So let me welcome him firstly. Hello, Mr. Ajit. How are you doing? Hi, Giri. I'm doing good. Well, I mean, uh, it's nice to be able to record another episode. It's been a while, but uh, I mean, not a lot of cricket has been going on. How's life treating you? Um, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, although I wish I could do a bit more outside. Uh, apart from groceries, I'm not doing anything. So I'm not stepping out for anything else. Um, so I've been also quite busy the last few days. A lot of work, which is in a way good, I think, because it keeps you occupied, keeps your uh, brain ticking. Mm-hmm. Um, just to keep our you know, minds off these uh, distractions that we have. Uh, all around the world it's continuing to affect the world this uh, covid-19 coronavirus mm-hmm. every day we hear a huge number of people getting infected or um, you know some fatalities being announced by all countries it's not a nice thing uh, but i hope that you know all this will turn around and then we'll uh, see light at the end of the tunnel soon enough uh, I don't know if we have already hit the peak or if we are waiting to hit, if we are waiting for the peak to be hit. But at least in the Netherlands, we just had a press conference by the Prime Minister today. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you followed it. So Yeah, I've read the highlights. Indeed, yeah. So just to sum it up, they are uh, announcing, or they have already announced, uh, relaxation in the, the guidelines that they were, got, that were issued. Earlier, um, I think that they, we, we were under something called intelligent lockdown, where the citizens behave responsibly, they don't step outside, they don't uh, get involved in group events and all that, schools closed. But now they are trying to return the country to normal. Uh, so firstly, the schools will be opened uh, in the second week of May, I heard, or, or the primary mm-hmm. schools. Right. Um, so the kids will start going to school. And I heard it's not full-fledged. Um, school hours it will only be half a day or something I, I'm still waiting to hear what the uh, the actual details will be I think the school mm-hmm. school organizations will announce that and apart from that of course uh, the other things still remain you have to maintain a distance of uh, one and a half meters from each other um, you're advised to work from home uh, until further notice if your job allows it of course mm-hmm. um, so these measures will continue until the 20th of May we heard but at least it's a good thing that the kids can start going to school uh, because it's it's very difficult to contain them uh, in, right. in, within four walls because it's, it's also not a nice thing for kids. Even for us, it's very difficult as adults. Yeah. Think, and for kids, they need to spend more time outside and have an active social life, you know, play and all that. So let's see how it goes. I think uh, it's early days yet. But the numbers are improving um, in the Netherlands. So we are seeing a decreasing trend. Uh, mm-hmm. So touch wood, it continues like that, and then uh, we'll see the end of coronavirus soon enough. At least some control over it. How is it over there in your neck of the woods? Well, not a lot is different, as you say. This has become the new normal. I was I was just looking at these numbers while we were discussing this. Um, maybe we should actually 
measure the time between our episodes in the number of uh, new infections of corona rather than in days you know mm-hmm. so it's been more than a million infections ago that we did the previous episode giri wow so this is one way of probably measuring and you know, it's, it's it's sort of a macabre thing to say or macabre thing to mention but it's you know it's also another way of probably letting uh, letting our viewers know where we are in time if you know if this were to become a time capsule that uh, somebody who survived this uh, this specific pandemic is able to listen a few hundred years down the line do you think that's a good idea yeah i think so um, right so yeah as i said um, we are uh, our previous episode when we did it there were about uh, a million uh, 200 infected patients across the world now it's nearly doubled right so that's a very interesting uh, statistic as well when we look at the spread of the disease across the world but coming specifically to my neck of the woods well it's it's becoming the new normal people are more or less used to staying and working from home we don't see any willful breaking of the as you say the intelligent lockdown that the government has actually you know asked us all to follow and um, all the hoarding is gone there is no more panic buying people do buy a lot simply because you know it's the entire family sitting at home all day long and you don't just sit at home you feel like munching something so a lot of food is being bought i also read some interesting statistic here i don't know Uh, if uh, you have experienced any of it personally so uh, apparently the alcohol consumption worldwide has seen an increase from last march to this march and at least um, in certain regions of the world uh, there is a drastic marked increase in alcohol consumption did you also notice this at all mm, i don't pay attention to these things because i'm a teetotaler so i don't really care oh right all right all right well some of us are not that uh, fastidious about these things and uh, let's say some of us have a bit of vodka and obviously in the morning you know something to get you going yeah it's it's, it's each each on his own so if any of my bosses are listening to this that's not what i do but uh, you know eh, something to keep you going right i remember in one specific work meeting it was around 2:30 and it was very informal and somebody asked who are all having a glass of something well, let's be open it's fine and there were a few people who said yes that was an interesting thing to 2:30 in the afternoon some people were already beginning their uh, and let's say imbibing the libations whatever they might be used to right so it was an interesting uh, meeting as well um, so you know as i said interesting times but all in all you know um, to not make it too much of a lightweight thing to talk about simply because given how things are we are in a very nicely placed uh, way that you know and we are able to earn for ourselves and eat in spite of these things and you know maybe also a word to those that are unlucky so we wish them all the best and uh, you know things will turn around quickly and we just need to keep the faith right absolutely yeah mm-hmm. well uh, in terms of uh, another uh, blow it looks like your favorite uh, time of the year october fest has been canceled this year giri is that my favorite time of the year when did i say at least it was last year no i never said that you haven't no. at least i might have read it between the lines you know but depending on how i don't know how enthusiastic you are no 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 i'm i'm kidding but it's not really my favorite time of the year anyway but one of the main events of um, of the year mm-hmm. i think oktoberfest in munich has been canceled this year right so a lot of sober people people uh, in the city i think and less tourists i guess uh, mm-hmm. during that time of the year um yeah indeed indeed that's it's it's a strange thing but i think we have been you know uh, talking uh, about it for quite a while 
in the last few episodes about IPL mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and finally a decision has been arrived at right and did you hear what they decided to do well it has been postponed indefinitely as should have been the case earlier right kiri i'm really surprised really shocked me actually that they decided to postpone it now mm-hmm. yeah at least uh, ah, but jokes apart i think that's the right call uh, they cannot play cricket behind closed doors even if it was just for television audience mm-hmm. they would still need people traveling from across the world right so you have some foreign players right and even otherwise the the commuting within the country itself within the within uh, india that would also be a problem because people would have to travel that would mean breaking of the rules in the lockdown situation uh, and that would definitely not be feasible uh, even if you are given special um, you know uh, special permission to do so it would be unfair on other people who are actually struggling to make a living indeed uh, so all these things uh, should take a back seat like our prime minister netherlands prime minister today announced mm-hmm. he said something like Vol- folks gezondheid is echt belangrijk is eerst that's something he said that means right the public health is of prime importance at this time mm-hmm. nothing else matters right so i think the right call has been made it should have been done much earlier but uh, it's good to see that people have been you know thinking and uh, in the end decided uh, to uh, put it off for the time being right i mean look um yeah from purely a logistical perspective it would have been a nightmare even if you wanted to hold it behind the closed uh, doors as you said it and of course uh, one of the main things uh, that is really important for a tournament like ipl is the crowds and maybe without that it's really not a very good idea to hold it behind closed doors right so i think in the end the right decision has been reached even if it took a few a few weeks uh, coming but uh, i think in the end that 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 is the right decision right so and when you look at which other time in the year the tournament can actually be hosted not a lot of other windows are available so you know indefinitely is probably the right way as well you cannot say let's look at october let's look at december you know it's it's not that simple so i guess given all the conditions and given how it places itself in the cricketing calendar it's the right thing to really postpone ipl and yeah, yeah. so the right decision has been made it's going to set back uh, bcci as well as a lot yeah. of other uh, earning avenues that would have been open during those times but yeah i mean as you say first yeah. there is life and then there can be sport indeed well i mean there is another way of looking at it that when there is a lot of pain around you a bit of sport can alleviate that but maybe i think we are beyond that at this stage i think it's about uh, livelihood and life mm-hmm. before anything else mm-hmm. yeah the ipl news that we have heard uh, does it also mean it will basically draw curtains on two illustrious careers can you name them hmm i'm now thinking who's the second one first one i can think of already yeah uh, ms dhoni right yeah i wonder who the second is An interesting point kiri uh, who was planning to make a comeback into t20 internationals or who was probably on the verge of making a comeback if you were to believe uh, the team's coach mark boucher ah you're talking of ab de villiers yeah this would be his last chance right or how old is he now yeah he's 36 i think 36 yeah but the, but the window will be missed right so if he if the t20 world cup mm-hmm. goes on in october mm-hmm. like it's been planned Mm-hmm. and there is no ipl until then would he have enough practice time before that this will also depend on the other uh, t20 leagues that have been planned between the ipl and the world cup right so there is the i think england has both the t20 blast and the 100 yeah and from what i've heard one of those two will go on 
it's it starts late enough in the summer that they can somehow pull it off sometime in july right right so he might still get a chance to prove himself but it it's definitely putting a bit more mm-hmm. pressure on him when it comes to abws but when it comes to ms dhoni you you're absolutely right given that bcci does not permit uh, its players to go play in the other leagues his career may very well be over mm-hmm. you're absolutely right so i mean look to be frank with you there was a, there was a lot of conflicting messages around his career and his you know uh, his availability for the indian team in the last october november onwards but there was one or twice once or twice i heard a couple of things i think msk prasad uh, who was the chief selector then said uh, you know what we have made a decision on this he's not going to play or something to that effect and also he said another thing he has communicated to the people that need to know very clearly what is in his mind i have a feeling this decision was arrived at already previously so the rest is just a bit of hemming and hawing and the uh, let's say the fans not being able to accept it or maybe some people in the team may still want him to play like i've heard ravi shastri give a couple of interesting and conflicting statements so i don't know about that but all in all i somehow think his career was already finished and he knew it and those that needed to know it were already made aware of this yeah i think so i mean <laughs> but on on the bright side it gives us a lot of fuel to talk, you know uh, deal with so we we can talk about this for days together mm-hmm. uh, in every episode right inevitably uh, uh-huh. until uh-huh. we keep talking about ipl and t20 world cup i think his name will keep keep popping up uh, and let's see i think it we've been too harsh on him i guess uh, but yeah he has to choose if he has to choose a moment then this probably is it like i've been i've been saying yeah over the last few months uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if the situation will change for him. Maybe he has made up his mind he just wants to communicate it and he's being blocked. But sort of Gangoli interestingly mm-hmm, said mm-hmm. a few weeks ago or maybe even during probably the beginning of the year he said uh, something like there is absolute clarity about the MS Dhoni situation. And I don't know what absolute clarity is. Right. At right. least we are not uh, privy to that so let's see man I think we, we should move on to something else. <laughs> Talk too much about Dhoni. Mhm. Mhm. Well, I mean he deserves all the talk about him but uh, it's also as i said time to let somebody ride into the sunset right in this case um it looks like you know many counties are sort of tightening their belt given that there will be a if anything there will be a very reduced county season right and that, that means people like cheteshwar pujara who was going to play the first seven games for lost to share has lost his chance so the, he's not the only one there are plenty like michael nasser's contract with sare will probably be have to be postponed there are quite a few people who have lost out on a chance to you know probably get some uh, cricket in the summer uh, so especially those that normally don't get to play multiple formats for their countries they would look forward to these sort of windows where they are able to go play in a different uh, you know different league and maybe hone their skills if not improve them and so on and so on so if you remember marnas labush labushkagne labushain he was able to make very good use of the starting part of the english uh, county calendar and then make a comeback to or join the australian team and then he's never looked back right so in some cases careers are made that way so we don't know who has missed out in this specific case or who has missed out on a comeback but that there will definitely be some cascading effect on cricketers' careers just like how we discussed what happened with ms dhoni or abd villiers there'd be other uh, cricketers who've not retired or who are not on the verge of retirement who would still face such a impact right giri yeah it will be their last chance saloon for some of them at least yeah look it's not just the county season right so even international 
tournaments or cricket tournaments or cricket series have been postponed so for example there is bangladesh australia series that has been postponed this was set in set to happen in june this has been postponed mm-hmm. right also uh, when you look at the number of um, matches that some some team like zimbabwe has lost out it's it's, it's a big deal right because they had quite a lot of fixtures especially they were going to play against bangladesh they were going to play against ireland right they were also going to tour uh, netherlands as well and maybe play a few matches here so that means quite a lot of cricket has been lost for somebody like bangladesh uh, and as well as, as zimbabwe that means it's not a nice thing so especially for a up and coming country or a country that's been struggling to meet the international standards that would be a big blow so you know sometimes as you say cricket uh, careers may end but also some teams may struggle to come out of this even well established cricketers like babar azam were saying the same thing i don't know how it will be once i come out maybe i'm expecting uh, i'll be a bit rusty the basic skills will be there but then you know even cricketers established cricketers are a bit worried how they're going to keep up with the you know the yeah. gap in the cricketing calendar this unexpected it's nice spending time with family is a positive but there are negatives right giri yeah but i think that's also true with all of the sports huh? Indeed. Uh, i just read an article about uh, tennis players you know mm-hmm. uh, i think this was an interesting article because they were saying when the sport world sport returns to the world whatever sport it might be be tennis or cricket the players would be advised to uh, take the vaccine coronavirus vaccine i don't know if you read about this apparently novak novak uh, djokovic uh, one of the leading players in the in the men's arena Mm-hmm. he's against taking vaccines for any any of any kind for that matter ah interesting and he says he said that um he said that he's he's apparently said um that um without the vaccine he may not be allowed to play uh-huh. and he would probably have to take a you know a tough call he, he's a firm believer in not taking any kind of vaccination or even inoculation i think maybe he was not vaccinated even as a kid mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so he's been probably brought up in that way i i might be wrong but this is at least the gist of what i what i read mm-hmm. um so we have to see how the world will come back the sport world uh, it's 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 very strange um, yeah and i think the 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 vaccine will itself will not be ready for at least until the beginning of next year because i i read that they need nearly a year to uh, develop an effective uh, um, vaccine or antidote whatever it is indeed so yeah i mean every sports person will have difficulty in getting back to uh, the arena again and then you know going back to their previous best mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's it's good that they can rest their bodies uh, but it's they would also be itching to go real professional right uh, cricketers or uh, sports people i think they would really like to come back as soon as possible and all of us as well eh? so all us true cricket fans would also like to see cricket back out there but yeah not at the cost of lives not at the cost of human lives no agreed agreed yeah but interesting point you brought up about vaccination i mean probably i should park it uh, because i have some interesting thoughts about it myself but going forward you know zafar sarfraz a former pakistan first class cricketer uh, is reported as the first casualty from the cricketing world or those that were associated with cricket apart from the blankshire chairman that we spoke about in the last episode right so he's uh, lost his life he was 50 and uh, covid-19 has claimed uh, a cricketer right so mm-hmm. we offer sympathies and uh, we also offer condolences to his family and friends may his soul rest in peace 
So, um, also, you know, when you look at it, cricketers are able to do a bit for uh, COVID-19 victims. For example, Rahul is uh, putting up his 2019 World Cup bat for auction, you know, and Mushfiqur Rahim is putting up for auction the bat that uh, he used to score a double hundred in 2013 versus Sri Lanka in Gaul. So, mm-hmm. this is one of the things that's very interesting because uh, Josh Butler also raised 65,000 pounds, more than 65,000 pounds by auctioning off his World Cup jersey for the same uh, uh, same cause. So, this is a very nice uh, gesture by cricketers. So, um, you know, cricketers are also looked up to as people in the society who are, uh, you know, looked up on as positive uh, role models. So, this is a very nice, uh, mm-hmm. very nice gesture from many cricketers around the world. So, we would like to yeah. say thank you to these cricketers. And maybe yeah. more people can learn and more people can follow their example. Kiri. Absolutely. Not just cricketers. Huh? I, I was reading this interesting uh, bit of news that a former World War veteran, uh, Captain Tom Moore in uh, in UK, uh-huh. did you hear about him? Oh, yeah. He's a 99-year-old, 99-year-old uh, former uh, veteran, army yeah. veteran. Yeah. Uh, and he planned to walk 100 rounds in his backyard, 100 laps rather, mm-hmm. uh, before his uh, 100th birthday, which is, I think, quite soon. In a few days, he will be celebrating his 100th birthday. Right. Uh, and with 100 laps, he planned to raise something in the region of 1,000 or 1,500 pounds. Yep. Uh, but it became so famous and so viral, this initiative, uh-huh. that everybody started pouring in their uh, money and they helped grow this uh, kitty um, uh, to help you know people who are working in the NHS and also to help people uh, who are suffering from coronavirus. Right. And he has at this moment raised, I think, more than, I think, 15 million pounds or something. Indeed. Can you imagine that? I can totally imagine that. It's more like a feel-good story. These are the real feel-good stories to come out of these trying times, let me put it like that, Kiri. Absolutely. A 99-year-old, this is definitely something he'll be remembered by, no matter when his time comes, right? Uh, long uh, may us all hope that he goes on. But, um, you know, well-played, sir, 99, not out. On the verge of 100. See, he will soon complete his century as well. So, he's, he's still fit as a fiddle. I saw a small video of him walking around. He needs some support to walk around, but he's still independent. Indeed. Very energetic. <laughs> wow. It's a real uh, inspirational story, Giri. Thanks for narrating it on the podcast episode. I hope, you know, every one of us who's also listening to it goes out there and does our bit. Right? So, going forward, yeah, there have been a bunch of retro lives going on, Giri. So, mm-hmm. the last one I really gave any attempted following was the India versus Pakistan uh, retro life that was the 1996 World Cup quarterfinal that was played on Quick Info as well as simultaneously on Star Sports. Were you able to catch this match at all? Yeah, I saw it back in 1996 growing up. Ah. No, I did. I did that as well. Uh, I still remember. Uh, I think I remain, remember that match in mm-hmm, great detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was such a nice match. I still remember Ajay Jadeja hitting exactly. uh, for a six uh, straight down the ground. And Venkatesh Prasad dismissing Amir yep. Sohel was a sight for Indeed. the gods. Um, and uh, I think I also may, may, may have mentioned this in one of our previous episodes. It was Javed Miandat's last match. Mm-hmm. He scored 38 runs in that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he retired as a 38-year-old, 38-year-old. So I remember that as well. <laughs> but it was it was such an amazing match. It was electrifying atmosphere. I wasn't there in the ground. Right. Although I was in uh, close by, I was not fortunate enough to watch that match uh, live but I, I whenever I get a chance I you know follow these uh, highlights or bo- ball by ball in fact this was very good I also happened to catch another uh, match mm-hmm. between India and Pakistan uh, from 2011 World Cup mm-hmm. 
Mohali I think it was played at Mohali I also watched that ah. and there was also a replay of uh, 2003 uh world cup match uh, the match between a uh, world cup match wow. in south africa right you remember uh, i think sachin tendulkar got out in the 90s uh, yeah yeah i think he attacked uh, uh, shoaib akhtar's very first Shabakta. over and yeah that's also a classic the uppercut for a six oh yeah. Uh, yeah yeah so i remember that and then i think couple of days ago i watched a retro live of uh, india against england mm-hmm. from the 2011 world cup it was a tied match oh wow do you remember yes 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 andrew stross almost won it for them and then england lost their way towards the end yeah, yeah it was 100 right he scored 100 i remember 150 or also it was, was it not in bangalore yes it was in bangalore i know it and uh, the then chief minister mr yadurappa was there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to present the man of the match trophy i remember that so it was a fantastic match uh, all these matches were very wait good. wait wasn't he yadurappa then now he's yadurappa isn't it <laughs> there's been some change to the spelling um, if i'm not wrong i think i think his name remains the same ah. uh, if you talk about the native language kannada yeah. that uh, we all speak yeah. there it's still yadurappa and in english for some reason he has yeah he's made it very complex for us to comprehend well i mean yeah not to go into too much detail i think uh, he's under the influence of some people who think uh, it's good numerology right so it's a longer discussion but all right as long as he's happy you know did you see there were a couple of cricketers are now sitting uh, with you know as they say nothing much to do so you have people coming up with some interesting things to say so i don't know if you saw clark uh, he he felt that you know kohli was not sledged enough because uh, yeah probably a couple of fashion cricketers were uh, worried about their uh, ipl contracts and such did you have a chance to follow this a little bit and did you hear uh, tim pain's retort to that uh, not quite what did tim pain have to say oh nothing really special he just said that's not uh, the way he uh-huh. planned to play anyway and uh-huh. according to tim pain if they um, if they sledged kohli it would have fired him up even more to exactly. play against the australians even better even uh, better than he did so i think that was in their strategy and whatever clark says yeah it doesn't matter anymore he's no longer playing right i had huge respect mm-hmm. for this guy he's now becoming a gossip material gossip monger nah, i mean i think uh, look he's a very strong willed uh, individual and a strongly opinion i'm sure Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, it's just becoming more of a glamour thing, right? So it's 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 adding more spiciness uh, to all the news that's floating around. Just like uh, Kevin Peterson is doing these days, you know, mm-hmm. uh, mining mm-hmm. some stories here and there, uh, having a banter on Twitter with former players. Of course, people have nothing else to do now; they are trapped in their own homes. Uh, exactly. So they have to do something, and uh, it, it's fine. Eh? Everybody is doing a tribute video of some sort these days. It did use uh, catch a glimpse of. Uh, the bollywood actors doing that also our uh, sandalwood actors kannada film industry actors some a tribute on what as in tribute on a cricketer or no 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 not a cricketer uh, ah, ah. people who are uh, in the front line ah. fighting against coronavirus oh nice so maybe maybe the cricketers should also do something like that team up indeed indeed well they can't meet each other but uh, they can do it from their homes i think with good editing absolutely why not they can so i saw a couple of interesting videos i think there was a dance video from shreyas ayer along with his sister that somebody forwarded to me and uh, yeah that, that was interesting so and then i stopped following all the forwards but yeah it's interesting <laughs> right so you have to somehow do something to kill time so why not that but also offering your tribute to those that are on the front lines that's a very nice gesture as well 
Uh, so yeah. yeah, why not? But as you said, when it comes back to this, look now he's he used to be a very aggressive batsman. Now he's an aggressive commentator. He's moved to the commentary box, right, Clark? So he has to do something to keep that going. So why not mm-hmm. throw a few punches from there? So that's what he's doing. I think it's all right. And look, I think you have to be uh, a bit scornful as a former cricketer, especially one who's played a hundred tests and captained his country. I think he deserves a bit of a right for that. I think. Um, Plenty of uh, not-so-successful cricketers have had uh, more uh, to say. So I'm not very surprised when he has something to say, him or KP, right? Both are former mm-hmm. captains of the country as well as playing 100 uh, tests. But uh, all right. I mean, that doesn't make them any more special. But, well, at least in their own eyes, probably it does. So I, I can imagine they can come yeah. up with a few things to say, right? You're talking about Australia and cricket. There is another big news. Did you hear? Uh, I've heard a few. <laughs> doing rounds. Uh, doing rounds on social media. This is the next big thing. Tell me. Uh, David Warner gave himself a haircut. Himself a haircut. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> I think. No, it's, it's, I'm just joking. But uh, that is that is actually true. No, I can imagine. So, people. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. Because you can't go to a barber anymore. Of course. Uh, until the restrictions are in place. So, hmm. people are forced to do things. Hmm. And there was another similar news. I think uh, Mr. Virat Kohli, his wife. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Anushka, Anushka Sharma. Anushka Sharma. The actress. Uh, apparently, she gave him a haircut. <laughs> so, there's a lot of news about haircut these days. Well, I wonder if she would cut my hair as well. But uh, maybe I have to go a few a few kilometers to get my haircut. So, I'll skip that. But look, um, yeah, I don't know if my roommates will want to cut my hair. It's worth asking. But all right. <laughs> I might lose a few roommates. Maybe it's not worth asking. All in all, uh, yeah, I need a haircut too. So I'm considering some celebrity hairdressers that I might want to... I'm making a short list already. So I'll make sure yeah, to add yeah. uh, uh, the actress Anushka, Anushka Sharma also on it. Thanks for bringing me. Right. You're welcome. Virat Kohli, you said, uh, you know, we keep forgetting how much of an impact he's had on the cricketing world with his achievements as well as with his, you know, with his attitude and everything. So, you know, for three years in a row, Virat Kohli was the leading cricketer in the world as per the Wisden magazine. And the, for the first time in three years, he's been dethroned. And now Stokes, Ben Stokes and Elise Perry have been named as the Wisden's uh, leading cricketers of this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we were speaking off air, uh, it's absolutely right that... Uh, for all the achievements that he was able to do last year, Stokes being recognized was sort of due. Uh, Giri, don't you think? Yeah. Absolutely. Starting from that incident mm-hmm. at a nightclub. Right. Right. So, so he has, if there was any doubt, he has absolutely redeemed himself. Mm-hmm. And he has won my heart because I, I thought he was a brash guy. He was... No good. At, I mean, he had a lot of ta- talent, of course, mm-hmm. but he didn't have the the right stuff between the years, mm-hmm. uh, as they say. Uh, but I think he came back so strong. He came back so strong. He won them the World Cup, mm-hmm. and then he won he won them the Test match at Headingley, uh, even better than the World Cup. I think for that, for me, that Test match at Headingley was probably the pinnacle of uh, of his career. But also one of the things that we will all remember Indeed. for years to come, for decades to come. So he gave us those, those memories. Yeah. He has given us those memories, so he deserves to win it, I think. Absolutely. Hand over fist. He is the best guy at the moment. It was a really special innings. Uh, and uh, well done to Wisdom for uh, electing him 
uh, as a cricketer of the year so indeed well when it comes to the women's cricket again it's there is no there are no surprises that elisa perry has been recognized for all her amazing amazing uh, you know achievements over the years and especially in the year 2019 2020 so mm-hmm. really well done her so again a very deserving uh, especially you know her achievements in the ashes of 2019 i think it was fantastic so mm-hmm. all in all both of them deserve it very thoroughly mm-hmm. so going further well some more news about david villiers but again it's about him being unsure about a world t20 comeback the coach of the south african men's team mark boucher says probably there's a room or there's a you know there's a space in the 11 for uh, ab devilliers but ab devilliers himself is unsure and based on our earlier discussions we don't know if maybe the train has passed him by because of the number of uh, let's say chances he will get to you know show whether that he still has the stuff right uh, we'll see how that goes really it's it's a bit of yeah yes no yes no sort of a thing and probably it will be decided in the couple of months leading up to the world cup so i'm going to wait on that at least i'm going to look to wait to reserve my judgment until then giri yeah let's wait <laughs> we have nothing else to do i indeed so uh, in other interesting news uh, indian uh, women's team have qualified for the t20 world cup in 2021 right and we are really hoping it will go through so in this case uh, they have qualified based on the points that they've earned from a series that's been split in terms of points against pakistan so uh, this was supposed to happen in 2019 late 2019 and because of the ongoing conditions the indian women's team could not tour pakistan for a tour for a t20 a series and as a result the points have been split so the indian women's team have qualified so interestingly in the previous such occasion in 2016 um they had at least icc technical committee had decided to give away all the points to pakistan but in this case there are some other let's say uh, mitigating circumstances they cite so uh, points have been split so an interesting way but uh, congrats to the indian women's team who made it to the t20 world cup as well as the fourth ranked team right in another uh, interesting news uh, yeah uh, star of our episodes umar akmal is uh, found himself in the news yet again we knew this was coming so uh, if you remember uh, he was uh, pulled out of the psl this year's psl because of some alleged um, you know match and spot fixing uh, allegations against him so in this case um, he had decided to opt against contesting the charges so he skipped contesting them so he is now waiting on the sentencing and looks like the sentencing will happen on 27th april in the in lahore's qadafi stadium where there are also officers so he's basically thrown himself at the mercy of the people uh, the chairman of the disciplinary committee and we hope you know mm-hmm. uh, he might get um, a slightly lenient uh, sentence and so from what we can read he might lose anywhere between 6 months of his career to a whole life ban so we really don't know what is coming so there were uh, you know two unrelated incidents on march 20th basically it's about failing to disclose to the pcb um, about any approaches that were made he himself did not do anything with respect to fixing or uh, you know but he did not report approaches those are equally serious things indeed so let's see how that goes because they have the um, they have such a precedent only a couple of years ago where nasir jamshed's case was also adjudicated and uh, you know there were some uh, leniency shown so let's see how it goes moving further so let's look at the trivia section so the trivia question from the previous episode was what were we talking about so we gave this sequence so left pad right pad box one tap in the middle and so on and uh, you know if you are a cricketing fan 
you probably immediately recognize it and there was one cricketing fan who actually came up with the answer to the question right giri so what is the answer to the question again i actually picked this up mm-hmm. by when i was watching uh, my favorite series on amazon of course test i hope ah. you had a chance to watch this did you ah well unfortunately not i'm i'm still able to not overcome my i mean my diet of science fiction as well as uh, my hatred of okay. reality tv it's both the three of things but well i mean i am going to try right i'm going to try yeah, but mm-hmm. so but keep trying i'm going to try let's see by next episode at least i'll try to see if i can uh, catch up with one or two episodes of the test but the yeah. on twitter we have jogendra singh shekhawat who's given us the right answer at least he's pointed in the right direction he says it's steve smith and i think when he says steve smith i think it's obvious it's the uh, let's say he's hinting at the right thing so congrats to jogendra singh shekhawat and uh, thanks a lot for taking time to give us an answer to our trivia question so we hope you do continue to listen to all our episodes so him and all our fans any of you who are interested please do get in touch with us for the answer so the trivia question for this episode is which player holds the record for the most number of pairs in test cricket so this is a legendary player from the southern hemisphere that's the clue we can give you and he's fairly inept when it comes to batting so if you add these couple of things together you know what's the answer to the question so good luck with that and do get in touch with us if you want to give us the answer you could as uh, mr jogendra singh shikhawat did here you could get in touch via twitter or leave it on the facebook page or you could leave it as a comment on any of the podcasting apps you use or on youtube right or if you want to also let us know how we are doing or any of your thoughts please do let us know for example we did we recently did an episode with all the balls podcast or led by all the balls podcast where it was called a mega pod where more than five or six cricketing podcasters got together and we had an hours uninterrupted and uninhibited chat about cricket so we are looking to do more of these so i hope you guys do stay tuned in right so having said all that it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from him bye bye You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast.